Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. All right, let's go down to South Padre and check in with Captain Brian Barrera. Good morning, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, sir. How you doing today? Couldn't be better. It's all good. And you? Oh, just uh, getting ready for my day. Yeah. Loading up the boat and truck, doing my thing. Work, work, work. Yes, sir. You know how it goes. Yes, sir. See, I stepped outside, and it's actually not blowing 15 at 5.30. I know the wind's kind of come down up here this morning, too. How about that? Yep, something crazy might just happen. We'll see. (laughs) Make it happen, Captain. (laughs) We'll see. The week started off pretty slow, so now it's starting to get pretty good fishing, you know. Sorry, my truck. Um, That's all right. Starting to get pretty good now the last few days so you know the moon if i look at the moon the moon's kind of holding water you know it's got it's a pretty good moon to catch some fish so right i think uh we'll be all right i started off at talking i'm sorry i think my yeah it my went to bluetooth i heard it switch yeah, over i've been um just having a. Uh, trouble one two fish days you know on monday tuesday it's kind of tough mm-hmm. you know a couple here there and then man we grinded really hard two days ago and we were snook fishing we were supposed to tarpon fish we got out there and it was way rougher than what it had said you know uh, so we went and snook fished instead and we fished maybe seven hours no bites just some top water blows but they weren't fully committing to it they'd come up and hit it once you know and that's it. Miss it. Finally, at the end of the day, the last hour, we caught three really big snook. You know, like a 30-inch, a 32, and 33. So that was really good. That was really good. That totally saved the day. Great fish. Really fat ones, too. Awesome. And then, uh, yep. And then yesterday I went out. I had three ladies. I take them out a lot, uh, about once a month. And uh, we went to the flats. We went trout fishing yesterday. And Shoot, I had zero fish in the first, like, hour and a half. Like, literally not even an undersized fish. And my friend was next to us. He was using croaker. Shoot, after, you know, the first 45 minutes, he's like, all right, I got my limit. I'm going to go looking for reds. I started sweating bullets, you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, <laughs> darn it, because I was throwing artificials. You know, we were throwing artificials for them, popping corks and DOA shrimp. And, and usually I can keep up with the croaker guys, but yesterday it just wasn't happening, man. I started sweating. He put them on the bottom, like, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang. And so then um, I went to this other area looking for some fish, and I was on the way to this clear flat that I like to look for them, and I was cruising through this chocolate milk water, and I just started seeing a bunch of, like, swirls and mud balls and tons of mullet, like fleeing mullet, not just happy jumpers, you know, like low, low trajectory jumps and stuff really fast. And I was like, man, yeah, okay, there's something. Nervous, scared just mullet, here. yeah. Yeah, I was like, let's just stop here for a minute, and we were in the chocolate milk, and we were throwing those corks, though, and nothing was happening, and then my client hooked the ladyfish. And I was like, bring that in. That could be the blessing we needed. I, so I put it on the ground and chopped it up with my game shears, and I put a circle hook underneath that, that cork and uh, just threw a chunk of ballyhoo on there and had those ladies pop that. And then the next thing you know, we were doubling up, tripling up on redfish, and we ended up catching 13 redfish in like two hours for those ladies. There you uh, go. Fishing Play in that chunk of milk. Yep, yep. You know, we always want to catch them on artificials and stuff like that, but those ladies did not care what they caught them on. It was just me that wanted to catch them on artificials more than them. <laughs> it wasn't really happening, you know, and we got lucky that that uh, got lucky that that ladyfish hit because, you know, redfish don't like to turn down a freshly cut chunk of ladyfish that often. That's what I hear. I heard it's good bait for reds, man. I've never tried it, but I heard it's, it's good. It's good bait for everything. Redfish, uh, I like to use them whole for big tarpon, whole live mm-hmm. for big tarpon. The little, the snook elite, the little ones. It's good. It's good to save the day, at least. Well, it's good to know something likes those nasty things. Yeah, all right. Because they definitely got a different scent to them. They're strong smelling. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. They they smell. They don't smell the worst, but, I mean, as soon as you, as soon as they jump on your boat, they just start flopping, squirting blood and poop and everything everywhere. Oh, man, they can put out some, they can make a cement mixer. I can put that poop. Yeah, out. I, I literally put a wash down on my boat because of that species. That's the species I did it for. Everything else is not that big of a deal, you know. Trout will squirt some stuff on you every once in a while on your t-shirt or something, but the right. ladyfish throw it everywhere. But um, so that's that deal. And then now I'm gonna head out today. I'm gonna go run to the jetties. I actually got canceled on today, uh, yesterday for today. It was two right. last minute start reaching out to everybody and trying to peer pressure people to come fishing with me and stuff in the last second. So I'm just going to take my girlfriend out today and we're going to try to hang out at the JD's for a while. Well, you got you a good one to hang with. She's a, she's a trooper. Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She loves it. Um, and then we got the McAllen hunting and fishing show this weekend. Yeah. I saw that on Facebook the other day where that was going on. Yep, yep, that's good. That's a big show they usually have here. So, uh, Mac Allen. Hopefully, yep. Hunting show. It'll, hopefully, it'll be uh, packed up out there. I've got my buddies from DOA coming in town. And I'm going to go hang out at their booth on Saturday. So, if right. anybody happens to be in the area, stop by and give me an excuse to talk some more fishing for a little while. Yeah, it's a pretty good drive from H Town. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But the early morning sickos spread wide across the globe here. They are. Across, we're across we're the some state, sick individuals, man. Proud of it too. Quite a few of them that I take that 
a lot of them I take, uh, I don't even know that they uh, listen to the radio show until like halfway through the trip. They tell me, you know. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, let's see. I'll ask them how they heard about me in the, oh, the radio show. Oh, cool. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, still doing our thing. Glad we're still reaching out. <laughs> yeah, well, well, what, uh, I mean, I mean, surely if you, if you can just get that surf to lay down for a few days, I mean, there, you got to be loaded with tarpon by now down there. Yep, I just hadn't gotten to go in a few weeks. It's been so tough. The weather's just been the roughest year in the last couple of years that I've had in the last few years, you know? Right. Well, it's just, uh, just a bad pattern we've been in the last few summers. When, when did your you know weather lay down last year? I mean, I thought you got on them pretty early. I was I was uh, first 100-pounder in April last year. Yeah. So, And that's uh, the earliest I've ever done it. Right. But uh, it started laying down where I could fish every I fished the jetties every day in June and July last year. Mm-hmm. I gave up my whole uh, trout fishing deal last year when I would when I go and fish for trout during the summer. Right. And I haven't done that in two years, and now this year I've been doing a lot of trout fishing. All right, you've been forced to, you know, Mother Nature playing her games yeah, with us. I still, and I still love trout fishing, but when the tarpon are here, that's what I like to do. Obviously, I make more money doing the tarpon and stuff like that too. So when the tarpon are around, that's what I kitchen for you know yeah i got some friends up here they're just licking their chops waiting for the lay down so they can get out and yeah, yeah. run them down one- find them find the big schools yeah i'm having one of those days where you got to go sit in your truck reverse to your trailer like 17 times <laughs> before you finally get it on the ball right <laughs> that's even with the camera <laughs> i hate it when you and you back up to it, and the camera shows you're sitting there perfect. Then you put it in park, and the truck will roll back a little bit. And then you got to <laughs> get back in, pull up, and, and then, uh, yep. you know, just back and forth. Uh, that's... I'm doing all this right now, and I'm going to forget my chalk and drag it down the street until it, <laughs> until it sheds it up. And I tire it, and then my truck will actually, or the boat will just roll over it. <laughs> well. It's better than dragging an anchor. I pulled out one morning. I'd cleaned my boat up, and I was all zombied out, been running a bunch of days in a row and all tired. And I cleaned my boat up, and I forgot to pull my anchor back in, roll up the rope, and set it back there in the back where I keep it for wade fishing. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving down the highway, and I'm seeing sparks flying back there. And I go, oh, man, if I, I'm losing a wheel bearing or what? And I stopped the truck, pulled over on the side and stopped. And I had about uh, 30 feet anchor rope out tied to the back cleat. I'm surprised wow. that anchor didn't grab and then come back and then go through the side of my boat or something. That was, man, that would have been disastrous. Yeah. Or that hit another horrible. car, an oncoming car, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. I've done it with my uh, trolling motor charging cord, you know, driven off with it plugged in. I get to the boat dock and there's like an extension cord dragged all the way behind my boat, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I always un- unplug mine when I pull up to the dock or I knew I made my last uh, pass and I'm getting ready to go in. I, I reach down there and unplug it. You know, I got one of those twist lock big round ones that go in the front by the 
front little lip there, and and because uh, I'll be going down the highway, that's aggravating. And you look back, and your trolling motor's on wide open, man, spinning like a top. You oh. got to pull over and go turn your trolling motor off. <laughs> oh yep. well. We'll All right, Brian, happens. I'll let you get to it, buddy. I know you're busy and trying to get ready to get going. If somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, man? Sure, I appreciate the time. Um, quickest way would be a direct call or text, area code 956-755-9413, or you could uh, check out the website and contact me through there, which is inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, buddy. Brian, have a good day. Good luck to you, man. Break Thank a leg. All right, buddy. Silver. See you. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the 34th Annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. It's going on all summer long. I started Memorial Day. It'll run through Labor Day. And it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today and take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tagged redfish. Well, they're swimming around in inshore Texas waters, and you have other species inshore to fish for, like gaff top, drum, and sheephead, and offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament's brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, to name a few. Just go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and get signed up today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 518 here in the Bayou City. All right, real quick, I got a text during the break. A listener wanted to know if I had any update on the uh, Lone Star Shootout, and I do. Matter of fact, this is from 7 p.m. last night, their last update that I found. And uh, Rebecca's leading it with 950 points. Uh, they had one blue marlin and uh, one white marlin. And uh, Vaminos. They're at 900 points in second. And uh, me, Navia, or Navia, probably me, Navia, 750 points in third. And Backlash, 750 points. Desperado, 750 points in third. And then uh, Cameron Plog, uh, the young man that I'm so fond of, James's son, he got on the instigator of that boat, and they're sitting in fourth with 700 points. They had... Uh, they had three white marlin and one sail yesterday. And that second place boat, Van, Van Manos, they had uh, four white marlin and a sail. So it's uh, pretty tight. You know, from 700, you know, where the instigator is up to uh, 950, the first place leader, Rebecca. So I wish all of them good luck again today. You never know playing that game, how it can turn out. So that's the results as of what I have for right now. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. I'll have James on, and uh, he'll he'll have a firsthand report from Cameron and his boat, the instigator. All right. Well, let's run down to Texas City. Let's check in with our good friend, 
Mr. Dave Fremont. I'll just call him Texas City Dave. He's the man. Dave, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Mickey. I'm doing just fine. Well. Sounds like sounds like y'all are, too. It, it couldn't be better. Man, it's nice here in the studio this morning. About 74 and dead calm. I'm about ready to start fishing. <laughs> you know, Jake... Jake sounded chipper when I was talking to him on the phone. He, he's got it going on. He does. He's my guy, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there's a, a pretty good stream of boats heading on out towards the end of the dike to launch. Uh, right. Have a, quite a bit of morning business here at both of the bait camps that are here at the base, and uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty good morning i can when i'm making my run in uh to texas city i i can usually tell if there's uh, going to be quite a few boats out on the on the water because uh out on the side of the freeway i'll see uh, bait buckets and crab nets and life jackets and <laughs> blowing out of boats <laughs> you were you were talking about that dragging that anchor and i was laughing because uh you know to to admit that says a lot to me because if anybody has fished long enough or operated a boat long enough you're going to have those days there's going to be one every now you know every so often where like you said you your mind was depleted from uh being busy and oh you just get so burned out man you know yeah, after you run yeah. two or three weeks and you know in the hot summer you, without a day off and you just you know you, you use that term uh zombie and it, that's pretty much the way it is uh i took the wife to a one of her many doctors uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he he was kind of an interesting cat. I think he was uh, from the Middle East somewhere, but he had a heck of a sense of humor, and he was just carrying on right. about how the world the world's full of zombies and psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, I'm, I'll have to agree with that one. <laughs> just but, watch um, the news, and you go, I can't believe that. Just that that <laughs> guy really did that. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, it looked like uh, it looked like a few people were are, are heading out. Looks going to might be a pretty good morning. That uh, I'm sitting at 85 degrees already. Well, it ain't 85 inside the vehicle, but it is right outside there. And I, I bet you the water temps about that are a little bit more. Yeah, it's, uh, let's see, Eagle Point, you have uh, 87.6 degree water this morning at Eagle Point. The Galveston Channel is 87.4. You can you can wade right into that water and not feel any different. I'm telling uh, you. That's something. That's something. But uh, I made my truck out to the very end and, and had a look-see. There was a few people sitting out there fishing along the rocks. Not a lot. Uh, I imagine there was more earlier in the evening, but uh, it'll stack up a little bit here this morning, and then as the as the heat kicks in, it'll fizzle out a bit, and then they'll be back in the late afternoon. I uh, haven't seen much to report. Just going to tell it like it is. It's been uh, it's been slow. Uh, right. A fellow that I know took his youngster out last night to to try to catch an alligator gar of all things. They, he wanted catch some gar and by golly they did they, they caught a few of them a few gar pretty good size and uh wrestled them and and i've seen a couple of bull reds uh that, that have been caught um haven't seen too much on the on trout but uh 
I imagine in the early morning, the late evening hours, a few are caught off the rocks with some uh, live shrimp or maybe somebody chunking a lure like, uh, who was that that was talking about catching that? Oh, that uh, fellow, Tommy. your buddy that down there. Yeah, Tommy Boy. Yeah, Alexander catching. caught that 29-incher the other day on a, on a yeah. uh, down south under a popping cork. There you go. You never know. You never know. You don't. But, uh, that's a that's a good lure. That's a good lure. I tell you, that's a. There's too excited. many good lures these days. It bankrupts everybody buying all of them. <laughs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's still, if you don't lose them, bang for your buck. I would say if if you're if you're productive with with plastic uh, it's still probably better than throwing down twenty dollars a quart on live shrimp but that's yes. going to be the on, ongoing debate forever and uh, oh, it always has a, been nothing ever <clears throat> changes dave <laughs> there, uh, there's a fishing method for everybody and uh i look at the big picture and i and i see it and uh i don't know everybody's got their own take on it and i i I'm 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 a weirdo though. I look out and I see some I see somebody with a bait bucket and I see a shrimper that's that's still making a living. Uh, something like I know, that. There's very know, few but, of those left, man. I tell you, if you like live bait or like to eat shrimp, thank a shrimper, buddy. Yeah, they're they're and nothing they just like ain't as many good wild caught like, shrimp. Nothing like it used to be either. There's not near as many shrimpers and no. with all of the restrictions and buyback license programs they had and everything it's uh you don't just run down and get you uh, a license to go shrimping and then again it's money wise you put so much money into it i just don't think yeah you'd ever be able to make it happen but we've got some that are still getting out there and i respect them and they do a they do a good job to try to bring some bait in that's a tough job man that's a tough way to make a living but then we got these fellas local here that uh that have been promoting their their plastic products, their shrimp tails and such, and uh, Chicken Boy and Down South and all these others. And uh, goes back to um, good old Paul many years ago when when he was still cranking out all the plastic. And it's just a pretty neat thing to support all of these people that are involved in the fishing industry. Exactly. But. but uh, it's uh, it's going to be a hot one, Captain. I can predict that, and I'm going to be a hundred percent right. It's going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Not I got a text for you from a listener, Dave. Uh, said, please ask uh, Dave if uh, where did the crawfish truck go that was in Santa Fe? Man, those crawfish were to die for. <laughs> What's his question? He wants to know where the crawfish truck in Santa Fe went. Oh, uh, <clears throat> the big uh, the big crawl bus, the big crawfish bus, is uh, mm-hmm. sitting right over right over here in Texas City at the Texas City location. Uh, boys, one stop two two seven Dak Road. Oh, there's a right. plug again. For, uh, we we'll bring the we'll bring the truck back uh, when the season's over, and uh, I would imagine he's Jason's probably still got a. Uh, a, a tractor trailer sitting over there with the Boyd sign on it on the property, and and uh, the the rumor is, and I think it's going to be a good rumor, is that Jason's going to put something uh, over there in the f- uh, form of a food truck and uh, and crank out some uh, maybe some fried goodies, some fried shrimp, and go. fried oh, crab, man. and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and that good tartar and, uh, sauce y'all make, man, that's good tartar sauce. 
Yeah, maybe uh, roll some of the things over there that uh, the girl's cooking to save people a trip. So uh, anyway, I hope that answers uh, their question, is that we we bring it back so uh, we don't go over there and find it uh, jacked up on on bricks and all the wheels off of it. <laughs> right. <I'm just laughs> I know. This I'm day and kidding. age, it can happen real quick, man. <laughs> no, man, I'm going to catch up for that. I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> but... Uh, It'll uh it'll be back over there before you know it. Uh, seems like crawfish season lasts a long time, but boy, this year with this hot weather and everything, uh, it, tur- it was started out with a bang, and it was a great season overall. But then it, man, when it started getting that hot, those uh those crawfish farmers over there played heck uh, trying to shake out enough uh, crawfish traps to to make it worthwhile, but. Uh, They'll be doing it. In the meantime, we we're, we're doing the blue crabs. I just walked through the the warehouse in the back to see how much we had on crabs uh, inventory. Not a lot, but we do have some in the store. I think there was some twos, number twos in there for uh, for either eating or fishing. And uh, I think that we're probably going to start doing a little more crab business here from what I hear. So things will be picking up and I'll post some stuff on Facebook uh, on the Boyd's page and let folks know what we got going on in terms of blue crabs. And then, of course, uh, the table shrimp situation will still be going strong with those 912s and some of those 1620s and such. So mm-hmm. we'll have we'll have some we'll have something to eat. And that's a good thing. <clears throat> well, that's uh, that always gets my attention when you say nine twelves. I love butterflying those things and then and then mashing them flat in that uh, cornmeal mix I use and put it in that three hundred twenty five degree grease and don't take long and they're perfect. It, it ain't that hard to do, and in no time no, you got yourself. It's, a- and, and the biggest problem, you know, people overcook <clears throat> shrimp. They'll try to cook it like fish. Wait till it floats. Well, you done waited too long. You're going to have shoe leather <laughs> if you do that. Shrimp yeah. cook quick. It don't take long. You know. Same that. way with boiling them. You know. <laughs> Same but thing. Even, even uh, of course, we can go into the Forrest Gump routine. But even even uh, sauteing <laughs> them, <laughs> you can you can take them and put them in some uh, some garlic butter and a, and a little of oh, skillet man. and just kind of kind of dance with them for a little bit in there just for a couple of minutes and it's time to eat you know have you a little bit of rice made up or something and oh uh, man i eat that for breakfast you put them shrimp on grits any any way you want to do it you know and it's just uh i remember when mark valentino had his restaurant there off 45 that was one of his best dishes was that shrimp and grits man that was shrimp and grits Man, and, and there, if you had ever had it, you got to try it. It's there's awesome. A, there's a lot of folks. There's a lot of folks have it. And you know, when I was a kid growing up, I don't know how many kids ate grits. Probably a lot of them down here in the south. We did. I did. I did. I didn't eat a lot of grits. Now, the closest thing to grits I ate was either Malta meal or something oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but, I remember Malta you know, meal. <laughs> put, put, en- put enough sugar in it, and I'll eat just about anything. You know, sure, butter but, and uh, sugar, man, on them grits. Yeah. But uh, as I got older, those, those grits became very important, and they're good. Uh, they're really good. And, boy, when you cook them, you use a little recipe there and do them with shrimp. It's, but I just can't get tired of shrimp. I've tried all my life, and so far it ain't happened. I just love nah, these shrimp. Stuff, that's all there is to it. That's all I, I do. But, uh, and saying that, well, you know, I like to 
spread this around for everybody, but our, our good friends right across from us over here at uh, at uh, Rylance over this bait camp over here uh-huh. across the across the road, uh, uh, Shane uh, has opened up that uh, bait camp down there at the base of the North Jetty. You know, there's been a bait camp down there forever, but then for right. a good while it's been out of business. Well, he's opened that back up, and he's actually got uh, live bait, some tackle in there and such. And so, man, you know, with the ferry being such a mess and everything, once you get over there, you don't want to have to do anything as far as that would require crossing the ferry or having to go the long way around to go find exactly. some bait and stuff. So I'm glad to see it. He's, he's worked hard to get that place open, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out. Well, that's good uh, to know, yeah. Yeah, uh, North Jetty Bait Camp, right there at the just like the base of the Texas City Dike, where there's a boys, where He's there's at a the base North of the North Jetty. Jetty. Yeah, you can look him up. I think they even got a little old Facebook page. And I've noticed that uh, since he's got things going, I've seen a picture of the other day, and it was stacked up pretty good, pretty good amount of cars parked out there. Uh, not yeah. only to get get his stuff, but to actually park there and and walk on down and start fishing there at the North Jetty. And I got fond memories of fishing down that way with my my dad and brother many many years ago. We when I all do. Kid. That was good times, man. Yeah. But anyway, all right, Dave. Well, hey, bud. If somebody wants to uh, call Boyd's or uh, find out how to get there, give them a you know address and phone number. They can get down there and get them some bait or some eating shrimp, some crabs, whatever, bud. Well, thank you, Captain Mickey. I appreciate that. Jason appreciates that. Uh, we're 227 Dock Road. The phone number's uh, 409-945-4001 and open 24 hours until we're not. So uh, come on down and see us. And looking forward to talking to you again real soon, Captain. You betcha. All right, Dave. Hey, always a pleasure, man. You have a great day. Stay, stay cool now. if that's possible. All right, buddy. Later. Take care. All right. That's Mr. Dave Fremont down at Boyd's One Stop in the Texas City Dyke. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 537 here in the Bayou City. Final segment already. Time's really flown by today. All right, no better way to wrap up this final segment than with old Captain Steve Hillman. Stevie, tell me some lies, buddy. <laughs> uh, just heading to work. Just pulled up to the office. I had a guy tell me yesterday, he said, I can't even lie about fishing. It's so bad right now for me. <laughs> he said, he said I ain't if, catching nothing. <laughs> if you're a fisherman and you can't lie, then something's wrong, right? <laughs> That's pretty bad, huh? <laughs> oh, boy. No, I really am heading to work. That's what it's kind of turned into the last few I weeks. know. You got you a nice little vacation in for your anniversary, you and your wife. I'm so glad y'all got to get away and spend a few oh, yeah. quality time days together. Where'd y'all go? The Bahamas yeah. or somewhere? Yeah, we went to Bimini. It's the Bimini? Western, okay, cool. Yeah, it's the westernmost uh, island in the Bahamas. It's only like 51, 52 miles from Miami. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a neat little spot. You know, well, what you should have done, you should have just pulled your boat over there and put it into Miami and, and run out to to Bimini. Hey, after the flight, make, going over make, there. Yeah, it might have been worth it, huh? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, man. We got on that plane day before yesterday to come back, and it cancels. It's, I'm not going to mention the airline. You never heard of it anyway. But 
all the Bohemian <laughs> folks down there warning us. You know, we they said, well, how are you getting back? You going on a boat or plane? And, and uh, we said, plane. And, and they said, oh, such and such airline. I said, yeah. And, and they'd Uh-oh. all roll their eyes. They'd all roll their eyes, like, look off to the left, like, I'm like, why? What's up? And oh, they they cancel like 50 percent of the time, you know. And, oh, and, I know. But we well, were lucky. it's it's with all of them. Air, you know, air travel is not the same anymore. It's terrible. Yeah. No. Even our our flight, we got hung up in Fort Lauderdale trying to get home, and our flight was delayed like four or five times. But, but now we got on that plane, that, that little plane uh, coming out of Bimini to head back to Fort Lauderdale, and little puddle and, jumper. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was it was a little bit bigger, but yeah, not much. And, uh, I know. And man, we're stacked in there like cordwood, and and it's just there's no air. And it, oh my! God. <laughs> oh God! It was brutal. But uh, there's a family with crying babies and everything. I felt bad for them. They were sitting right <laughs> by. Us. But uh, <laughs> but we made it back. Got back about ten thirty night before last. But you know, feels good to be back. I mean, it was fun. But I like being back in the United States. So, but. Uh, Hopefully we can get on a few fish today and and uh, get my get my work week started right. Get your stroke back, man. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back in the groove. Uh, hopefully it's a little better than than uh, than where I left it. <laughs> Go out there and nuke some of them four or five pounders. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I'm about to stay out a while for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, the week leading up to uh, to our trip. I guess we left Saturday morning to head down to Bimini and, and, uh, but all, I fished all the way through Thursday and, and, uh, hell we had like, I think I told you last Friday, like a nine fish day, a seven fish day, a four fish yeah, day. It was, it was horrible. I mean, it was just, it was like pulling teeth, but of course we're fishing at Southwest wind and everything and super low tides, but, right. uh, but it wasn't just that. It just, uh, the fishing overall has just not been that good and i don't care what anybody says it's just not that great but uh, we do need a weather change for sure and that'll help us at least at least we can get out there in some of the areas we were some of the areas i was right before the the ill wind showed up yeah but it looks like it came down this morning i'm sitting here it did yeah i've been watching it ever since i got here this morning and it's steadily now it's down Eagle Point. It's three to six miles per hour out of the west northwest. Oh, wow. oh really? West northwest, huh? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, my shoreline every morning here lately has been dead calm over there. Too bad there's not a ton of fish. And uh, yeah. I got a bunch of buddies have been hitting it hard because, but it's the water's so so off, you know, from the the blow during the night and in the afternoons and the nighttime that it. Uh, just about the time it starts settling out and you get some good green tint in it, and then here comes the afternoon winds again about 1 o'clock, that, you know. And we were talking about that the other day, the timing of the tides yeah. and the wind. We're just, just in the, a rut, tides, man. Yeah, the tides are starting out super low, and then depending on where you're at, comes just smoking in, which tears mm-hmm. the water up. And then you get that little lay down in the wind for a couple of hours after daylight. Actually, it's been around 8, 9 o'clock. And but the tide's still smoking in so hard that it's muddy, and then right when the tide starts slowing down and the silt's settling out of the water, starts greening up a little bit. Here comes the twenty mile an hour afternoon winds. It's like you yep. can't catch a break, you know. But I know. I don't know. I'm gonna go run the traps today. I got. We're gonna do some do some hay bailing, man. I got 
I got three, uh, <laughs> three new three three pilgrims on the boat. So we'll see. Mix masters. We'll see <laughs> yeah, mix masters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bailers. All the names of spinning reels have been called over the years. Coffee uh, grinders. <laughs> they don't get any respect. And, and over there, you know, I've talked to quite a few people. That's all they there, throw over there. Florida and, then, and all we, that way. That's, yeah, that's, we, we hung out there in Fort Lauderdale for a long time and talked to a few guys that fished there. And yeah, that's all they throw over there. Oh, all them guys in Florida used to make fun of me and Blaine for throwing bait casters. Man, you guys are idiots. What do you mean we're idiots? This way we grew up. This way we fish. Y'all the ones that look stupid with a hay baler. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bo Johnson, all of them, we used to. Uh, there was some smack talking going on in that tournament. Golly, that oh, was yeah. some fun guys to fish with and against. I keep one in the boat, even lately when, uh, even when yeah, I, I bet you, I bet you look really cool throwing one. I can throw one. I don't like it, but well, uh, we yeah. can all throw one. I just don't like the feel. You just, no. it just, I just feel out of out of sync with one. I can't, you know, it just. And I know some guys, hey, they're deadly with those things in their hands. Uh, I've got some guys that fish circles around a lot of guys with bait casters that fish with sure. me, you know, but not many, though. Honestly, there's something about having that bait caster in the palm of your hand. In the palm of your hand, the, the feel and the touch and, and the way you can work a lure is 10 to 1 over that in my yeah. books. Well, and you feel you stay in contact with your bait that way. Sure. To me, it's, it's the way we grew up fishing, and it just feels natural. Yeah, but you know, to each his own. It's just uh, whatever works. But no, I keep one this year. Well, I'll say this year, last month or so since it got tough, I've been keeping one uh, spinner on the boat with a cork rig on it. One of those four horsemen corks. Uh, right. My buddy uh, Jonathan Lopez over there at Gulf Coast Trolling Motors at Cut Rate turned me on to them. Well, I started trying to mess with some of these redfish, but I keep uh, I keep one spinner just on a waterloo salinity with one of those four horseman corks and about two and a half foot 20 pound cigar florida harbin leader under it and a jig right. head nothing else but a jig head and i can i can throw a gulp or a plastic or something on there and man you'd be surprised sometimes you can you can get bit on that i hate doing it but if i get somebody on the boat that really can't work a lure or something i just i, I like having that it's kind of insurance in the boat and usually gets you a few more fish but if I guess if I put everybody doing that, we probably would catch more. Because I know Matagorda, we used to do it a bunch. And it, well, it to Tommy work. caught that big trout this week on a rig like that with a down south under it. You know, he was using gulp, but he broke it off and yeah. uh, just tied one on off the dash real quick to get back out there because they were in reds and he ended up catching a 29 inch trout on one. So under a, hey, under a quarter? My first, yeah, my first. Uh, really? A uh, legitimate certified 10, 10 pound trout came off of a uh, little pencil cork rig. It was a little just pure cork color, little little bitty cork with a yellow stick in it, and uh, we'd put that on with like a hoagie shrimp tail under it. And it it was one of them days that you know we were catching trout on mirror lures, and and I went to that so I could do something a little bit different and slow things down and suspend that bait, and uh, boom. Man, I caught like uh, four in a row. I was going back to the boat. You know, we were wearing, waiting wait, waiters, and I had to go back and take care of business. And, and uh, Slick popped up out deep. I waited out there and slung him behind it and caught a seven, an eight, and another eight, and then caught that ten. 
And, a little uh, peg float, one of those little peg floats. Or yeah, we just like called them pencil corks back then. You know, like you'd put yeah. on a freshwater rig or something. That was before the Mansfield Mauler. You know, that's when wow. Captain Bob started making the Mansfield Maulers. You know, with a wire. Yeah, and just something wow. a little different. And what were you throwing under it? A, a uh, I was uh, throwing a whiskey metal flake uh, fire tail hoagie shrimp tail. Okay. <laughs> Can you be that's more? That's back in the day, man. <laughs> back in the day. Wow. I know I've seen some. James tricks, was man. with me when I caught that fish. Me and him and uh, Roland Williams and Pete were fishing together. Four of us. Wow. We were waiting. Wow. Good That's times. Awesome. Look at all these egg beaters, all tangled up, man, like Velcro <laughs> on my truck. This is awesome. God, I hate these damn things. They are outlaw. <laughs> but uh, well, but Steve, no, y'all uh, just get better, better, more experienced fishermen. <laughs> Hey, everybody thinks I get that comment a lot. Everybody thinks we've got like all these guys that are hardcore lures, and I do have some. We do have some. Yeah, but, but you know, we convert you. people. We teach them how to do that's it our it. way and the way we do it because that's what they book us for. They want to. They want to learn to fish that way. And it. Uh, I mean, you, your customers are 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 who you are. You know. That's right. It's uh, that's right. I hear that all listen. the time. Boy, I wish I could get good fishermen like that. I said, well, convert them, make them good fishermen. Yeah, and, and you just, can with mo- with most people. You can, you can get them good enough to catch something. You, sure. It's like, you know, I said one day we had three fish or four fish one day last week. Well, shit, we caught, oh, shoot, we caught like 25, <laughs> we caught like 25 throwbacks. That, that, you know, they're catching something. They're always yeah. catching something, you know. But um, I don't know, man. It's just. We do what we do, and and uh, just praying for better weather, and I think we can we can uh, make something happen. But it's sure hard lately. But maybe today, I don't know what's the tide doing this morning. I didn't even look. I've been I'm yeah, we're on a, in the group. Well, you got one tide today to play with. Oh boy, we had a low at just after midnight. It was a negative, you know, a pretty good strong pull. But uh, yeah. you got a another foot and a half that's supposed to come in if the west wind don't hold it back but 854 is the high at galveston channel so you're going to have a incoming all morning and standing high all afternoon so okay well i'll take the incoming in the morning sure especially for what i'm doing better than that rock bottom low man there was a couple mornings last week it was like two feet low when we started. i know it man it was just it was horrible terrible <clears throat> but now i'm going to stick back to what I've been doing, just fishing these ledges and stuff and trying to find pockets of cooler water, which we've got a couple of areas that near passes and stuff where the water is a few degrees cooler. Are you going to have bay. to boat fish today or are you going to be able to wait or what? No. Boaters? No. We're, drifters? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're drifting. Yeah. Gunnel bangers? Yeah, and I've been anchoring on a few things, but, man, I honestly just haven't had a heck of a lot to anchor on lately. But, well, at least you don't have a lot of wind this morning. You'll be able to drift pretty quiet and everything and maneuver the boat good with trolling motor. Yeah, and, right. and that's yeah, and that's the thing. Where we got on some of those fish last week, the uh, it was when the wind had started picking up and the water was only like three feet deep. And I wanted to put the hook out, but you put the hook out in three foot too of water, much hull slap. Yeah, the hull slap pushes them away from you, and you know, everybody everybody's always asking. Well, well, some of the guys that don't really understand well why would you want to get out of a you know the old 
cliche, why would you want to get out of a perfectly good boat? Yeah, that's jump like jumping away. out of a perfectly good airplane. Yeah, well, that's the reason. You can stand there <laughs> in that, in that you know, get on a patch of fish and stand there and, and, and work on them, whereas if you're in the fiberglass, you get all that noise. Or if you're drifting over them, you're only going to drift over them one time in two and a half feet of the water, and they're going to be That's scattered. it. But, um, That's why you got to put anyway. the hook out when you do hit them and hope it's calm where you don't get all that slap and noise yeah. and everything. Yeah, and we don't have room for all these errors anymore. I mean, it's like, we don't. We just have these little bitty patches of fish. And you I remember really when you could just drive an engine up into the middle of them in three and four feet of water and, and just, just put the hook yeah. out and just catch, just throw the hook out, you know, sling it oh, out there. Man. I'm telling you, I stop hunting. Well, you fish with me. You made fun of me that time. I, remember that time <laughs> we were, I, just, I, I killed a mo. We trolled in from 150 yards out, and you're like, "Where are you headed?" <laughs> I'm like, "Man, we got to baby these fish. We don't have many of them over here. You know, oh. it's just." You got to really just be gentle with them these days. Yeah, and you put us on them. Even well, I caught them. Yeah, right. Even I caught them. <laughs> oh, boy. That was fun. Anyway. Jumping on Hillman's boat and going with his customers, man. And we need Let's to do roll. that again. We need to do that some more. Maybe when things pick up a little bit. We boy, they got that. an earful <laughs> between yeah, me did. and you. <laughs> oh, Joe and Harvey. I remember that day. That's it. That was good times. Uh, hey, buddy! I know you got to go. You're you're busy. You got to get your sports out there and you know, get some epic fishing in today. If somebody wants to call you about booking a trip and, and uh, really lacing them out, man, how they get a hold of you, buddy? Four zero nine two five six seven nine three seven. All right, go catch some slaunches. Isn't that what they call they call those big ones now? Slaunches. I've never heard of that before. I haven't I haven't seen a slaunch here in a couple of months, but yeah, we used to call them hogs. All right, man. Hogs, pigs, yep, yep. Hillman, be safe. Break a leg. Get after it, man. Okay, man. Thank you. Later. All it. right, buddy. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. But we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, four a.m. right here at Sports Radio six ten KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 